Welcome to the OVW Podcast, the unofficial OVW Podcast. You know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. I'm Jack Minogue's. And I'm the pinball wizard, Brian Hines. Uh, we are here to kind of just catch up a little in, in between the week thing. Um, tell you a little bit more about ourselves, some of the other wrestling experiences that we have had. Um, these are things that we've possibly mentioned in the past we'd just like to expand on, or they might be brand new things that you haven't heard before. It's a bit of a hodgepodge. A little from column A, a little from column B. So, well, let's start. You want Let's do this chronologically. Great American Bash, nineteen eighty-six. Six. Yes, that was. If I remember right, that was my first live event. Uh, that was the year after I discovered wrestling, and uh, you know, it, every Saturday that was the biggest thing to look forward to was you know wrestling on saturday morning both the nwa and the wwf back in the day and uh i begged my mom oh my god i can't believe they're coming to cincinnati they're going to be at riverfront stadium that's where the reds play this is going to be a big deal mm-hmm. rick flair is going to be defending his title all summer long and they're going to make a stop in my hometown please 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 can we go see it was it called was it called pete rose lane pete rose pete rose way pete rose way back then uh yeah really was it really yes it was oh that's incredible and i'll tell you why because he was the all-time hit leader September 11th, 1985, I remember I was playing in the street with my friends and my dad came out and yelled from the porch that he just did it and it was the, you know, the biggest deal, especially, you know, growing up around the Cincinnati area and, you know, having people that were still rooting or remember the uh, glory days from a few years ago with the big red machine and a lot of those people either still being active or still being part of the res organization. But yes, shortly after he broke Ty Cobb's record, they uh, changed the name of, uh, escapes me right now, but uh, they changed the name to Pete Rose Way. So yes, it is going back almost 40 years at this point. Pete Rose has a, a history with wrestling himself. He does. Um, which is like, his some of his segments are some of the funniest thing I've ever seen on WWE television. And also reinstate Pete Rose. Amen to that. He should be in the Hall of Fame. But back to the Great American Bash 1986 at, at the Red <laughs> Stadium. Uh, it was, I mean, just larger than life for me. I was 10. Um, all these people that I got to see every single Saturday were going to be there. And it was either be there or go, be square. And uh, my mom, who is exceptionally cool, made that happen. And we got to be part of wrestling history and uh so many great names, so many Hall of Famers, um, you know, Tully Blanchard, uh, Nikita Koloff, Magnum TA, The Rock and Roll Express, Jim Cornette and the Midnight Express, oh. Dusty Rhodes. Oh, my gosh. Um, the Minnesota Wrecking Crew, Ole and Arn Anderson, um, just a who's who uh, that was topped by Ric Flair uh, and Road Warrior Animal. And, uh, I mean, I can I can think of very few that I would love to go back in time and see more than that just because I would love to relive that experience again. And yeah. one thing I forgot about, uh, and I didn't know until Ricky Morton told me a couple years ago, uh, I ran into him <laughs> at uh, – uh, Sorry. 
What's going on? We'll, we'll cover. We will talk about Ricky Morton on this podcast on another time. I have a really great Ricky Morton story. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. One thing I had forgotten about. Uh, I said, "Hey, the first time I uh, I ever got a chance to see you wrestle was at the Great American Bash in Cincinnati," and he said, "You know what? George Jones played that show." Oh my gosh! And I, yeah, ten year old me, it's like I I don't know who that is. I'm here for the wrestling. And I went back and looked, and sure enough, yeah, he did a concert before the Great American Bash. So not only did I get to see all those big names from the NWA back then, uh, I got to see George Jones in concert. Yeah, you got to see – you couldn't have thrown a rock without hitting one of the best wrestlers of all time. Yeah. And then you (laughs) got to see undisputably – no, I was going to say, in my opinion, no, fuck that. The greatest country singer of all time, George Jones. That's amazing. That's a hell of a night. <laughs> right? I know that the NWA had a few different alliances with uh, like country singers. Like I know that there's like a really famous video of Willie Nelson um, singing with Dusty Rhodes. Like there's like some stuff that you can find out there um, on the internet. But like and I, I feel like some part of me knew that George Jones uh, was playing WCW shows or NWA shows at that time. But like to hear it for, from a first person perspective, that's killer man that's one of the that's what that would have been one of the best nights of anybody's life uh, yeah i gotta say it was it was up there it was a wonderful time as always so i think that my favorite match it's i've been to so many at this point it's hard to tell um like i was at one of the first post-covid gcw shows and got to see john moxley like one of my favorite wrestlers doing josh barnett's blood sport like that's that sticks out um my first show ever at Rupp Arena uh, when I, I was very, very new into wrestling and they just happened to be into town. It was a SmackDown show. Um, you know, that sticks out. But the thing that probably sticks out the most is when I got the chance to be amongst 10,000 other fans to see Ric Flair's last match last year in Nashville. Um, there's a lot of flack for that match online. The card leading up to it, nobody has anything to complain about. I mean, there was a killer bunkhouse, uh, like Battle Royal. Cal Hero was actually in it. Oh, wow. Effie was uh, another one of my favorite wrestlers was in it. There's one of the best, um, one of the best lucha matches I've ever seen. The only, to be fair, one of the like three or four lucha matches I've seen live, but one of the best lucha matches I've ever seen live, televised or otherwise, that night. Um, there was wrestlers from like seven different companies in it, just like a really, really big celebration of, of his career and like of wrestling in general. I looked down maybe 11 rows in front of me and the undertaker and Mick Foley and a couple of other wrestlers are all sitting, all sitting together, just like a crazy, crazy, crazy night. And from the moment Ric Flair's music hits to the moment he, knocks Jeff Jarrett out with um, a pair of brass knuckles and puts him in the figure four. Everybody in that building was on their feet. Everybody in that building. I myself, I get very, uh, I believe, uh, I get overcome. I get verklempt sometimes. Um, And from the moment that music hit to the moment that everyone went back through and and the... uh, the bell struck at the three count. I was on my feet. I was crying. Everybody in the building was on their feet. It was just like to get 10,000 people on the same page, no matter if it's at a wrestling show or a concert or, or anything other than 
um, occult mass suicide to get 10,000 people all on the same page at the same time and to be a part of it is like really, really, really great experience. Oh, absolutely. And that's, that's kind of, uh, if, if you haven't seen the match, maybe the, the match isn't for you. The undercard definitely is one of the best nights of wrestling I've ever seen in my life. I'll have to go back and check it out. I really wanted to go and be a part of that. It just didn't happen. Uh, but I do know a couple of people who did go and, uh, course they had nothing but wonderful things to say i mean getting a chance to see rick flair in action one last time uh if you had the means to do it you should have been there and it was just one of those things that didn't work out for me so i am officially jealous that you were there while we're on the subject too rick was great the matches were great jeff jarrett made the whole thing you can't you can't have a you can't have a good baby without a good heel and jeff jarrett was sloshing beer all over people and while he was walking out and I mean he was just he was great he looked like a bajillion dollars he's like 55 or something he looked like he was cut from stone just a great just a great night of wrestling and a great experience like just one of my absolute favorite wrestling memories almost soured going on going to wrestling in general because <laughs> I just I knew that I had seen one of the the all-time great and I'd been in a crowd of 10,000 people, and I'd had this almost like Burning Man type experience with it, you know? Yeah. Um, so the OVW podcast, the unofficial OVW podcast, we, we are trying to get you guys episodes out as quickly and consistently as we can. We're trying to get you connected to us through content on all of our social media pages. Your favorite one, choose one, whichever one you like to use. We're on there at the OVW podcast. On Facebook specifically, I believe, right? I'm not on the social media, so I'm not exactly sure. Yes, on Facebook. But on the Facebook specifically, we've been asking uh, questions of our listeners, um, of our of our followers, and uh, we just wanted to ask one of those questions on the podcast today to each other so that we could kind of gauge where we were. Yeah, uh, a few weeks ago, uh, we had posted uh, a question for the people that follow our podcast and our page. Uh, if you were going to hang out with somebody from OVW and grab a drink, it doesn't have to be alcoholic. It could be whatever whatever your favorite beverage is because there is not a man or woman or child today in America or the world that does not enjoy a lovely beverage. Oh, yeah. If you were going to have a beverage with anyone in the OVW, who would it be? And what would your beverage of choice be? So I've got a few. Um, we're going to start with the alcoholic ones. Luscious Lawrence, Cavassier. Oh, very nice. Um, maybe uh, in front of a fireplace, a uh, bearskin rug, a um, couple of, uh, of uh, satin, not satin, but satin chairs. You know, the fake stuff. We're trying to keep it ethical. Um, Tony Gunn. If we're out to whip ass, whiskey from a flask. If we're just chilling out, beer from a solo cup. And then uh, Freya the Slayer. Rosé. Very cold. Very cold rosé. Then non-alcoholic Aaron Grider milk. Ah, interesting. Yeah, I, I was Probably going... with some Legos. Um... Or, you know, um, something like that. Bunk beds involved. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. That, that's are, interesting. I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking definitely Aaron Grider, milk, or in my case, chocolate milk. Chocolate. Yeah. But Yoo-hoo. it has to be Kroger chocolate milk because that True Moo stuff is garbage. Oh, it's bad. It's straight trash. It's bad. I don't even, I think there's something about it that like, it's not even like really milk or something. No, it's, it's fake milk. I don't want to be uh, Joe Rogany about like the ingredients of food products, but like, no. it's, it's not real milk, right? I'm not stupid for saying uh, that, right? I don't know because I'm not going to drink it. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who else you got? Uh, let's see. If um, if I were going to go and uh, hang out with Jack Bond, I think a nice bourbon mm-hmm. would be the way to go. Um, if I were going to hang out with the Outrunners, I feel like something lighter and more geared towards summer. You know, for Maybe the Outrunners, like I might go Capri Sun. Really? Yeah. Oh. I was thinking maybe uh, like a margarita. Okay, could see that. Or um, a hurricane. A hurricane. Yeah. yeah, that would be good. Uh, who else? I I don't think anything I can I could come up with would beat uh, your luscious Lawrence answer because I think that is the the king of all answers. I'm gonna go Hollywood Haley J. A forty in the alley. Yes, I was also thinking. And that. a paper bag. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of goes without saying now. Uh, yeah, and that's that's you know Cal Hero. He doesn't drink because he doesn't do anything bad. Good. He only Good drinks water. Yes. Um, Josh Ashcraft, Mad Dog Forty Forty. I work in alcohol. Like I've been working alcohol for a while, so I think if you just showed me pictures of people on the OVW roster, I could tell you exactly what they would drink. You know, we should make that. A thing. Maybe that. On. Maybe we could do that we'll, on YouTube or something. Yeah. We'll, yeah. Maybe we'll that might that be one YouTube of our early YouTube point. videos. We'll, yeah. That would be. It'll be like I, password or the twenty five thousand dollar pyramid. Yeah. That would actually be a lot of fun. Let's write that one down. Uh, <laughs> let's write that one down. Write it down right now. Uh, so that about does it for this episode, this intermediate episode of the OVW podcast. We appreciate you guys so much for listening. My name is Jacqueline Oaks, and I am Brian Hines. <laughs>